You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you today. Not only is Jared on active baby duty mid-podcast, but we've got a great guest, a great co-host joining us. It's Anna Redman from the most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, Anna, how are you? I'm doing great. Lovely morning. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. It's good to have you here. I've got one question for you, Anna. You've got a camp poster behind you. Have you been to a camp show before? Oh, yeah. I, I've i been to like three in Chicago. Oh. And the last time I went, I went to a bar beforehand and I sat right next to that lead singer. I was I'm like, so jealous. I'm so jealous. They were playing a show at Red Rocks this summer and it's my life's mission oh. to try to get to it. You better. Give me a give me another poster too when you're there. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring you back a sweatshirt or something. That's my go-to. Is I always just go for the sweatshirts whenever I go to them. Um, but it's a pleasure to have you here. How has things been since last time we saw you? Last we saw you, uh, you were just getting dumped on Bachelor in Paradise season seven, um, right? By not by Aaron, but by his his bro, his bro, bro guy, James. What's it? James, right? Didn't you and James break up on the beach and then they went off yeah. on their own? Yeah. Um... You know, when you're being dumped, at least there should be like a funny twist to it, which was great. But yeah, that was the last time everyone saw me if you're watching me on TV. Um, But life's been pretty great since I stepped off the beach, Um, just working a lot and doing my own thing on social media, which is always so much fun. Well, and you're in a new relationship now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that. Definitely. Oh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Bury the lead. That's why I'm here. By the yeah. way, I'm, I'm, I'm here, everyone. Hello. Dawson is just, hey. hey, he's just, you know, he's drowning in his bottle. So, Anna. This is great. Yeah. We've, got, we've got four hosts today. It's uh, us three plus Dawson. Yes, and you'll probably hear Dawson, unfortunately, so I apologize to all the listeners. Uh, but that's okay. He's adorable. 
So Anna, yeah, to bury the lead, you are in a relationship with former Bachelor contestant Chris Bukowski. How did that arise? Yes. Yeah, how did that? Um, Chicago, I guess, is my guess. Yeah, Chicago. But Chris has actually been living in um, Colorado for a a couple years now. But he's originally from Chicago. But basically, I was on a FaceTime call with Serena because we've stayed friends throughout everything. And was complaining to her about just trying to date in Chicago and how awful it is, especially coming out of a pandemic and everyone's just trying to have they're like fun time now. And I'm like, no, I want a relationship. And Joe was in the background the whole time. And I know I just sounded like a crazy person just blowing at the screen. And he's like, oh, hey, Anna. And I'm like, oh my God, you heard all of that? And he's like, yeah, I did. And I asked him if basically he knew anyone. And he's like, I'll keep you in mind. And then that night he went to grab drinks with Chris and was like, oh my gosh you should hit up Anna and we went on a date. The rest is history. Nice. Did the date happen in Chicago or in Denver? Chicago. Uh, it okay. was right around the holidays. So he was in town. Doesn't he, he's got a restaurant out in Chicago, doesn't he? No, it, I think it's closed. Um, mm. it was, he had a couple and then obviously the pandemic put a couple. Hard time to have a restaurant. Killed the restaurants. Yeah. Even now as a, you know, restaurant owner, it's just, it's tough. The inflation's killing us because prices are being raised on us, but we can't raise prices because then mm-hmm. customers get pissed off. So we're kind of in a in a no-win situation, which is tough. But I want to talk about so Joe tells Chris, "Hey, you should hit up Anna." So what happened? Did you get a random text saying, "Hey, this is Chris Bukowski. We should totally go on a date?" So I got a text from Joe sending me Chris's profile. Like like I've never seen the show before. Hey, do you want to go on a date with this guy? <laughs> I was like, isn't that Chris Bukowski? So you knew who he was. And yeah, I was actually sitting watching like cheesy Hallmark movies with my mom at the time. And I, and I turned to her and I was like, should I do this? And she's like, yeah, do it. Um, and then we set up a date and I, I was kind of being like coy at the beginning. He was trying to text me and I kind of hate that. I want the first time we talk in person face-to-face to have everything to be able to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of thought I was like a bitch at first. <laughs> and then we met and the date went so well. We had so much in common. Um, and yeah, now we're dating. And that was that was a, not like a long time ago, but a pretty good amount of time ago, right? I want to say like, what, six months almost? Like six, seven. In Bachelor world, that's like 10 years. Oh, yeah. You I guys mean, are you guys, practically guys, married with kids by now. Yeah. I was going to exactly. say, we got to be expecting engagement sometime soon. Is that right? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my time. Um, obviously, it's really serious, uh, especially with him being older. And mm. I was always in the mindset that I would never get married until I'm 30, kids 32, kind of giving myself time there. And now I'm like, oh, crap. One, like, I yep. really, I really love this guy. Why do I want to, like, Wait. I don't need more time. But well, how old are you? I'm 26. I just turned 26. Oh, you're such a baby. I know. You are such <laughs> a baby. <laughs> um, if, if, if it makes uh, me feel better, Kaylin is also 26. So she's also a baby. If, what does that say about me? I don't know exactly, but. It says a lot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, I, I want to know, because I'm always curious about, when people first meet, how it 
transformed. So you get his number. So you reached out to him. Oh no, sorry. Joe then was talking to him and he was like, you need a texter right now, like right now. And if you don't do it right now, this is never going to work. Like, I guess he was super kind of aggressive about it. Yeah. And Chris was like, okay, I'll do it. And so he messaged me, we set up a date and yeah, he was the one so, that messaged me. So Joe's out here playing matchmaker. I like it. I could see Joe being yeah. a good matchmaker. You know, he seems like he's got that quality about him. Joe's just TCB taking yeah. care of business, you know? Taking care is that like a Top Gun reference? Nah, TCB um, isn't that just like a reference? It's like a isn't that an ice cream shop? You've never heard that? No. Oh my god, am I just really aging myself right now? I've never this? heard anyone condense taking care of business down to TCB. I think you're like just, I know uh, LOL. Yeah. All right, everybody listening to this podcast, please email us and let us know <laughs> if you've heard the phrase TCB before. Either I'm in the minority, I'm old. Or I'm dumb. <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those that, three. It's not, that, it's not that it's not a thing. I just have never heard anyone uh, give it an acronym, TCB. I know TCBY is an ice cream place, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Um, and anyways, back to you. I don't you. know if I'd use it very often. Uh, yeah, no, neither have I, because why would we when we're, you know, in our 20s? Um, <laughs> back to you. So you said that you've watched the show, so you knew who Chris was. Did he know who you were coming off the show? He said he'd never watched my season or Paradise's Paradise that I was on. Um, but I think Joe kind of gave him the rundown. Mm. So. What, what was your impression of him before the date? Because obviously, uh, Chris Bukowski, for those unfamiliar, he's a bit of a journeyman, if you will. I think my season of Paradise that we were on together was his like sixth season, which not that's not a, that's not a diss by any means, because I, that was my fourth season, um, you know, the more seasons, the better. It's they retired. Like in the belt. They retired his jersey on my first season of Paradise. That was back in <laughs> 2015, and that was probably what his third or fourth season at the time. Anyway, this it's just a, it's a running joke yeah. that they have with Chris, where he's been on a lot of seasons. You know, to his credit, because they keep wanting him to come back. Um, what was your like interpretation of him before having met him? Just knowing that he had been on the show a few times. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't like. I wasn't super interested. I was like, okay, well, Joe set this up. I was begging him to set me up with a date. I'm going to go. Um, but I knew <laughs> like, I'm for. way different. <laughs> I know I'm way different than what I was on TV. And so I was going in with an open mind. And then seriously, right when I met him, I was like, holy crap. He's great. Like, I think the reason why he went on so many seasons is he's like a hopeless romantic at heart. And also just like an adventure taker like me. Like, why would you say no to an opportunity? So, yeah, it's I think also uh, I got to know him. Chris is obviously extremely good looking on TV, but I think he's better looking in person. He's one of the people yes. that when you meet, you're like, oh, I get it. Because he's like six. What is he? Six, three. He's a tall guy. Six, three. I'm five, one. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he I towers over there. you. Yeah. His eyes sparkle a little more in person, too. Yeah. They sparkle. Oh, he is such a good looking man, and he knows it, too. Um, when I showed up, <laughs> so to he's the an date, asshole. Well, got me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but whatever. Like, our, my doorman stopped us the other day, and he was like, Sir, your eyes are sparkling in the sunlight. And I was just mm. like, Oh my God. Like, they are piercing. Stop making picture. The doorman but stopped you. I, he's like, I have to say this. <laughs> yeah. When I first showed up to the date, I got really no nervous right when I walked in because the host pulled me aside and she's like, 
is your day Chris Bukowski tonight? <laughs> yeah. And oh, she, that's amazing. she could not stop talking about how gorgeous he was and hot he was and how <laughs> excited she was for me and that, how it had to go so great. And this was still the time of masks. So I'm like, do I walk up? Do I take off my mask? Do I not? Do I like, yeah. you're like, lady, thanks on? for making me, uh, making me feel better about the situation as if I wasn't nervous enough. Yeah. Yeah. And it went well. So how many days did you guys go on before you decided to uh, hard launch it on Instagram? Well, we hard launched around month, what, four? So yeah, I was pretty, really nervous about that. I would like, say I that's pretty early. Sure. And this, uh, is it? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. It no, just I seems like a lot of people. Months is, uh, that's, you're people right, started that's, outing us. And it was like, okay. we can't control our own narrative. Like we were at Walmart and people were taking photos of us. And it got to a point where it was getting really annoying and it was hard to like hide it. And at a certain point you want to just be like, this is my man. Mm -hmm. So, and it's also we hard because actually, it will get to a point where it becomes awkward where you're not posting about each other. You know, you're like, okay, yeah. well, when's the right time? When is the right time to announce mm -hmm. that we're happy and together? It kind right. of came down to that. We were at his friend's wedding and his friends were like, why aren't you guys posting yet? You're so happy. And they kind of, pushed us into it not pushed us like we were both there but it kind of made it official that like yeah we wanted people to know about us and it's nice to be able to like finally be able to be in control of your own narrative you know like you're saying yeah. it's annoying when people are like ousting you or whatever and there's like it's not like there's nothing you can do about it but it's like you're still like deciding whether or not it's something that you want to continue doing and it's like it puts so yeah. much pressure on the relationship way early on whereas that would and how embarrassing normally. like obviously this is a a huge part of it but i think being in a public relationship especially in bachelor nation where everyone has opinions um like i really wanted to make sure we had a solid solid mm -hmm. foundation and that like this was a long-term thing before i was just like hey look who i'm dating because the last thing i need is more opinions <laughs> right. about my life yeah ashley right. and i were the exact same way we knew that hey listen let's let's make sure that this is right before we announced it. So mm -hmm. we did, we dated for about, I think about four months before we announced as well. So yeah. we can relate. Uh, did you kiss on the first date? Ooh, good oh, question. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hell there was yeah. probably a little bit of tongue action going on. Yeah. Too. Was it like Not a makeout sesh or like a little, we don't pet. need the spicy details. Do we, do we want spicy details? No, we don't need them. We don't need them. Keep them to yourself. No, but I mean, if you want to share them, <laughs> <laughs> I think if you go far back enough on my TikTok, um, there's TikToks about the first date, so you guys can find those. There's TikToks okay. about the first date, like TikToks that you guys posted or somebody else posted. Oh no, that like so I used to post about my dates all the time just because I think it's really relatable and I like hearing about other people's dates. So wait a minute, yeah, you post um, about your own dates. So like, do you give a yeah, little not like review on your so TikTok? I was posting about I was posting about dating Chris for months before anyone knew I was dating him. And just would be like, just went on a date. The guy did this, or. But it was always the guy. It was ne you never would use his name. Yeah, never. Nice. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts 
but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, if we were like, you know, reviewing if the date, like if we reviewed Top Gun 2 and we were like, hey, listen, five stars back then, what did you give your date? Did you give like a star rating? Oh, it was like five stars. Well, I um, hope so. Obviously, you guys still We together. got kicked out of the restaurant. I think our date started at 7 p.m. and we stayed until the restaurant closed because we didn't want it to end. Like we couldn't stop talking. We kept trying food because we're both from the restaurant industry so we felt bad so we just kept ordering food that we weren't really eating and yeah it was it was just really great that's awesome i can totally see that you guys relate by working in the food industry because as someone who's always worked in the food industry there's like this certain um i don't want to say bond that seems dramatic but there's a relatability factor there I wish that Ashley had worked 100%. in the food industry for like just a few months to have like a, a knowledge of what it's like. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I don't know. I always say that I want Dawson to work in a restaurant for at least six months. Oh, oh, my parents made us all work in the service industry. Yeah, you learn a lot kids, about yourself and, which and I would people. Definitely make, 
I worked in a restaurant for a month and I will, I will say that was, um, probably the worst job I ever had. I, I'm just, I'm not cut out for the restaurant industry. It's too high pace. There's too many like timelines where you're like, you're rushing around too much. I'm just way, I, I can't rush. I'm just not a rusher and it just was a bad fit. So I just stopped showing up. I was a no call, no show. And I just never showed up. Oh again. no, you were no call, no show. You were that guy. I was that guy. So you made the other servers pick up your slack. You son well, of a bitch. I appreciate you think that I was a server. I was actually a busboy and a bar back. And it, there was some more. There were some other things going on. I worked there for a month and I was in college. And I just, I could see myself spiraling down a dark path if I continued to work there. So uh, that was my, it was my self-preservation style was to just just severed ties, clean break. That's from the awesome. Restaurant. You were that bus boy that like on a Saturday night with like all the bartenders are like, where the hell is the bus boy? Where's that bus yeah. boy? He was supposed to be oh, here. Dude, it was bad. I was like 20 or 21 years old and I could just, I was like getting drunk on the job. <laughs> like the third day I got drunk on the job and I was like, I'm getting drunk at work. This is the dumbest thing in the world. I, uh, I can't work here anymore. And so, yeah, I, I, so I stopped working. There's a hard line when especially like I worked in nightclubs for a while where your lifestyle is just not very healthy. No. Yeah. Um, so Chris and I always joke about like, when I retire, all I want to do is work at a beach bar and be like an old grandma with a long gray braid, just slinging cocktails. But we always talk about opening up a restaurant now and if we could do it. And we decided like, there's no way we'd want to jump back into that lifestyle. <laughs> not yet, at least until you guys move to the beach and then open up a yeah. shack, like you're saying. Yeah. And then you guys could become when Paul Rudd from forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so he's, how old is he? He's, cause he's pretty young. He's younger than a lot of people think, I think, right? He's 35. 35, which is younger than yeah. I would think too, because you would think someone that's been uh, in Bachelor for as long as he has, you would think he'd be in his 40s, but he's obviously not. He's 35. That's so young. Um, so he's got nine years on you. Yeah. So when you're 65, he'll be 75 and you guys will be slinging coconuts on a beach somewhere in uh, the, the Pacific or I don't know. Where my, else? my parents are almost eight years apart, so. It's worked for them okay. for thirty. Oh, Jared, I meant to say too. Years. You were trying to uh, you were trying to level with Anna about your relationship with Ashton coming out with it, but you guys were friends for a long time before, so I don't think that really. I was trying to relate. I understand that the situations are wildly <laughs> different, but give me a break here, okay? Nah, yeah, normally I would, but not today. Not um, today. So, so, as as Chris met your family yet, Anna? Oh yeah, uh, okay. I think that was month like two and a half. We, I've oh. met his, he's met mine. We've done vacations, did a lot of vacations with my family. Um, we have group chats and threads, very intertwined. With the family? Oh, yeah. Really? So Chris fits right in. Yeah. Yeah. And I love his family, too. It's very similar. We have very similar upbringings and like the whole like two parents, three kids grew up kind of in the burbs, mm. went to Catholic school. <laughs> So I know I missed you know, it. So you're still in Chicago, right? Is he in Chicago now? Is he still in Colorado? So he is officially moving here. You guys moving with you? Really great for me. <laughs> no, I still have a roommate in a lease for yeah. <laughs> that I have to follow. Well, when's on. the lease up? Um, but it's a while. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. never mind but, then. Yeah, but we we spend like. I sleep every night at his place, basically, which I like better than mine. So, the only bummer with that is when you're paying two rents. I remember when Kaylin and I first oh, yeah. started dating. Uh, I refused to move in. I was like, "Nope, I'm living in this van for an entire year." And then I ended up spend, spending like eighty percent of the time in her apartment with her. 
which I felt pretty guilty for, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I was just actually out in Chicago last week and uh, not in the city, but we went out west to a place called um, St. Charles, I think it was. And it's a nice area. I never realized how nice the burbs in Chicago are. I don't spend much time in the burbs, but okay. yeah, they're pretty nice. A lot of people settle out there. Yeah, it definitely is like, an older, like an older vibe. When you're like 40 or something, you could buy a house out there. But I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect going into it. But my only experience with Chicago has been the city, which of course I love very much too. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, maybe when you guys, before you open your coconut stand, you can move out to the burbs of Chicago and start a family out there. I don't think we'll ever be burbs people. No, <laughs> we, city? we, I think, really want to move to like Charleston or some, like I want to be on the beach so bad and we want to live out our life here in Chicago a little bit because his parents are right in the burbs and my parents are in Minnesota. So it's super easy, but we don't think we'll end up here. Why not like Los Angeles or something or Southern California? Oh, he hates LA. That's because Chris is a good man and he knows the good things in life. What? LA is awesome. And I was actually supposed to move to New York in May and I ended up re-signing my lease because mm. I didn't want to leave to go to New York when he was coming. It was this whole thing. So I'm staying in Chicago. We'll be in Chicago for a bit, but I don't think we want to like stay here permanently. Well, that's good that you guys have the option to move around at least a little bit. Um, yeah, I got a question for you. So you were talking about TikTok a little bit and I know that you've been open on TikTok about uh, a little bit about the show and all that kind of stuff. So what advice would you have for any contestants that are considering going uh, either back to Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor in Paradise for the first time. Um, are you guys affiliated with the show? No, no, yeah. no. We're okay. we're uh, <laughs> um, we're completely off our off the rails and doing our own thing over here. No, we're iHeart. Don't baby. trust. We can say whatever oh, we there want. There you go. Not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Don't trust any of the producers. Whatever they're promising you, whatever they're saying for either season, just don't trust them. Do it you know what will be best for you in the long run and don't go on it. If you're a people pleaser, I'm a people pleaser. And that was a huge job. What do you, what do you, Mm. why would you say don't go on it? If you're a people pleaser, I was doing anything to please the producers. Hmm. So as you can tell (laughs) there, it was, especially in that situation when you don't have a lot of control I was grasping at straws for like people to like me or for signs of approval that I was doing a good job. And the producers do not care about your life after the show. They only care about putting on a good show or at least for some people. Mine, they did not give up about me after I left. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just do what you know is going to be best for you in the long run. Don't fall for tricks. Don't take any of their promises. (laughs) I agree with the, the definitely don't take any of their promises. I think there's a balance though, because yeah, uh, uh, you want them to like want to help you in, in some ways, but you don't yeah. want to like just fully blindly follow whatever they tell you to do. It's like a double play. It's like a triple play. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's not a game. I but... think it's a love hate relationship. I think that's what a lot of yeah. the contestants and including myself, you know, Ashley and I love the producers. We love the show, but we're fully aware of the moments where, they obviously didn't have our best interest at heart, which is okay because I think I've always looked at the show as well as it's a show. Like the producers have a job yeah. to do. They are our friends to a certain extent, but 
I don't know. I've, I, it's that love-hate relationship where, of course, you're like, oh, I love the show, but I know that you were trying to screw me over, but I also know that you're creating this TV show, so it's like this balance of, like, I don't know what the hell's right or wrong. It's very confusing. It's so confusing. I think when you understand that, like, they're doing their job, I think the worst heartbreak I've been through in a while was realizing the producers weren't my friends, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like, yeah. after being lied to so many times and like trusting them again and again and again and really hoping for like i want everyone to be my friends so i will put a lot into a relationship and then just realizing that it never came back okay like that was so hard for me to deal with <laughs> and literally was like talking to my therapist about like trust issues that i have forever now because of it but yeah it is definitely a bit of a slap in the face after you get off and you are used to talking to these people every day and confiding in them all these things. And then uh, it seems like the only way you'd be able to stay in touch with them is if you're the one constantly doing the work to stay in touch with them, which I get, you know, they're, you know, they, they cycle through all these contestants every year. Um, and, you know, they're meeting all these new people. And it's like, there's, they're busy and whatever, I guess, but it's like, it definitely is a one sided relationship at a certain point. And so it's definitely something you have to take into consideration when you go into it. But Jared, for instance, you're, you guys became really good friends with a couple of the producers from the show. Like, for instance, Alon uh, was the, the officiant at your wedding and Naz was one yeah. of the bridesmaids and like all that stuff. Oh, of so. course, we were so close with the producers, but we're still very aware of the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like, you know, we don't talk to them barely anymore. And the only time we do is when we reach out. And it's not anything that I get upset about because, like you said, I, I guess I just am aware that like it sucks and it's hard to admit that you know, you do form such close relationships and then those relationships change because they have 50 new people that they're developing yeah. relationships with and focusing on. And, and we are, you know, there is that balance. And I've talked to producers about this and it's, 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 it's hard on everyone. It's not an easy situation because as a producer, you know, you're like, I have to form a relationship with you. I do. I get emotionally attached. And then we also have to, you know, do our job and create an entertaining TV show. And so it's like, I think it weighs on them too, but they'll never admit that. And uh, yeah. it's not to say yeah. that, that it's right. I don't know. I guess I just, it's, it's so convoluted and complicated. It's hard for me to be like, that's right. That's wrong. This is up. That's down. And um, so like with the producers, like Alon, there'd be times when like, I mean, Alon had Ashley's ex-boyfriend on the beach when I proposed to her. You know what I mean? Like it was intentional. They did it on purpose. They wanted that moment. They had, you know, him and well now Astrid, his, um, I don't know if they're engaged, but obviously they have a kid together. Like they had, they talked about it on the beach. It was like a storyline and yet still, and he was like, I don't know, I guess I'm talking way too much, but they were, you know, he was honest about it. He's like, he's going to be there. And like, there's like nothing, you know, that's just mm -hmm. the way it's going to be. And it's up to you whether you want to continue doing this or not. And I was like, well, God damn it. Like, of course I'm going to do it. <laughs> I think the key there is on, and also I've heard from Chris, like Elon, Elon was like the best producer ever. He was awesome. Chris still loves him awesome. too. Um, but yeah, I think it was more just like the lying for me. They, I, I, nowadays, I don't know if they do this to everyone, but I know some of the girls that they did this to. Like the TikTok I know you're referring to was them basically telling me I had to quit my job. I was going to be there for so long. I signed this contract so I could work from paradise. Even that didn't end up working out. And basically they called me or no, they ghosted me on my birthday the day before I was supposed to fly out. And then I finally called them and was like, what the hell? And then they told me that the 
I was going down last. I was like, then why the hell did you just have me quit my job? <laughs> oh no. So there's just like a lot of, especially with me, there was a lot of deception and lying and just like awfulness there that didn't need to be there because I even went to them and was like, I have three months of PTO that I can use. And they're like, that's not enough. You need to get four. And if you don't get four, quit your job. So what? guess what I did? <laughs> yeah. Wait, you just job? don't tell you to quit. And that's like, that's so ridiculous. Like yeah, it's so easily bad. avoidable, you know? And for some people, they just don't do that to them. And just yeah. for some freaking reason, they really yeah, they like can't to tell you to quit to your me. job. That's that's a lot. Well, if yeah. it makes you feel any better, when I went down for the second time, uh, one of my negotiations was I wanted to be one of the first ones on the beach too. And they're like, well, I don't know. We'll do our best. We think we can make it happen. And then I get down there and I'm sitting in the room for like a week and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be the first one down on the beach at this point. Yeah. And then I get down there and I was like the second wave, last one of the second wave. Uh, so yeah, definitely a lot of like hollow promises. Uh, I can't believe the quitting the job thing. Like that's crazy. Oh, yeah. I'd be so furious. Yeah. Thank God. Like my job worked it out with me because I was like, but, but also I had a month off. I had to use all my PTO and was unpaid for a week. And like at that point in time, I wasn't financially stable enough to like be really doing that. So I was just like yeah. sitting on my butt, like crying every night because I just spent so much money too on clothes and hair and makeup and like also just the excitement and like preparation you do to like go down mm -hmm. there. And yeah, it just wasn't great. But at the same time, it ended up all okay. Like through everything, now that I'm in like such a great relationship, it feels like everything happened for a reason. And I'm really yeah. glad that I have that feeling versus anything else yeah and right. now you're in a bachelor relationship <laughs> <laughs> which like was not what i was expecting when i asked joe to set me up in a relationship i was just thinking a friend in chicago here yeah hey okay. you just yeah. got a little creative with it you had to have your own paradise outside yeah. of hell paradise. yes <laughs> yeah which we, we probably we better we respect too. that um all right well that's great I, I, I feel like we talk about this forever but we do have to take a quick break and get to our emails oh and sounds like dawson might dawson's have ready for pants, emails so Now's a good time. We're gonna take one quick break, uh, get to the emails. We'll be right back. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear. So fresh. Well, every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury. eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We are going to get to some emails, and I know Easton's lurking back there somewhere. I hope he is, at least. Uh, He's unmuted. His video's on. Yes, let's go. We got him. We got our ringer. Easton, (laughs) can you please read some emails for us? That'd be great. You know, I'm more than happy to read out loud for you, Dean. Uh, This first email is from George. I need some guy advice. I've been dating this girl for a couple months now. Everything's going so great, and she's everything I've ever wanted. Last month, I found out I am unable to have kids, which is devastating to me since having a family of my own someday has always been a dream of mine. My question is, when do I tell the girl I've been seeing? Is it too soon? I don't want to scare her away, but I also don't want to lie or keep this from her. Hmm. I'll start because this was a fear of mine for a while, too. Uh, I once even went to a sperm bank to get my my potency tested because I was so concerned that I wasn't going to be able to have a child at any point in my life, which now I'm kind of like, Whatever, I don't care. As as fun as fatherhood looks, yeah, I'm you know, sure Kaylin okay. shares the same sentiment. Whatever, it doesn't okay matter anymore. anymore. She goes back and forth. My point being, I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to have kids, and so I went and got tested, and sure enough, everything tested out or checked out fine. But uh, for the longest time, I was considering like what would I would have to do if I was dating someone, and I, you know, knew that I wasn't able to procreate with that person. And I think you could honestly just wait as long as you want. I don't think you really have to tell them soon like i would wait longer than i would wait than i would tell sooner because there's different ways to have children you know through in vitro and uh, adopting obviously in all these certain ways so uh i think that's something you could save like till till pretty late on in the uh dating experience but i mean anna from your perspective like let's say chris let's say chris can't have kids would you want to know right away or would you want to know later on so a huge part of this is that he's been in a relationship with this girl for a while and he just found out. I think if Chris just found out, I would want to know right away because then it feels like a lie that he's holding from me. Mm. Versus, and like I personally, that wouldn't be a deal breaker for me, especially if he still wanted a family and like I want a family. So we'll figure it out somehow. But I think it feels like a lie and like you're withholding information if you don't tell him right away. In a new relationship, 
that's something I feel like you can hold to like three, four, five, I would say five months. It just sucks because there's this line of truth. And when you're dating someone, a big purpose of it is to end up married or maybe with a family. So if one of those things isn't possible, I feel like you do have to kind of be upfront with it. Same for girls too. And I think this is something we're going to have to deal with more and more as a society. Like every time I go on Instagram, I'm seeing someone else having infertility issues and Mm. it's just really sad, but I think maybe, yeah, this is something we're going to see more and more, but I think it needs to be a conversation a little upfront. Well, you make a really good point of saying that he found out while in the relationship, which I think Mm -hmm. that definitely changes things a little bit, you know, because then you could just, you can go to her and be like, Hey, I just got tested. This is the result. Um, whereas if, if he knew before going into the relationship, then it's kind of on him to decide when he wants to share it. But yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, they're in the relationship. It's, it's, it almost is like a pretty easy way to bring it up because you're like, oh, I just learned this information. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel? And then you can kind of go, go from there. So I do agree with you. I think that's, a, that's good advice. Jared, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think you should tell her. Uh, I think, well, first of all, George, I'm sorry to hear that. That is really tough news. Uh, and then secondly, I would hundred percent tell her because as difficult as it is, you have to give people credit enough to handle the truth. And so I know you want to not scare her away, but if she is in love with you and if this is a strong relationship, it won't scare her away and you guys might be able to figure something out. So I would definitely tell her there's a lot of ways to have children nowadays. Um, so that would be my advice. Don't wait, just tell her. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking of ways that I would have kids uh, if I was and if I did end up being sterile, I was like, oh, I could just like take one of my brother's sperm samples, use one of those. That's close enough. You know, why not? Uh, <laughs> close enough. Thankfully, that doesn't have to happen. But like Jared said, there's so many ways there are different. There's different yeah. avenues to pursue. So I think would you uh, if you if would you rather know? Hold on, Dawson, come on. Would you rather know who because obviously I'm not that familiar with it. We're very lucky. But would you rather know whose sperm it is or not know? Does that make sense? Like if you were to get a donor? Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. I think uh, I want to say that I would rather know that it was like a, a, someone I knew, you know, instead of just some random donor. But at the same time, too, I could see it getting kind of like like foggy later on, whereas the kid's getting older. Obviously, it's going to be like, a, you know, an NBA star or something like that. And then the the biological dad's going to come in and want some reparations or something like that. And it's going to be like, well, no, sorry, that's my kid. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Ethan, what's the next email for us? Uh, all right. This next email is from Emma Lynn. I have been dating my boyfriend for about a year and a half. For reference, I'm 23 and he's 26. Last weekend, we went to Vegas with all of his friends. While he was there, he was super MIA, not texting me a lot. Oh, sorry. Last weekend, he went to Vegas, not we. He went to Vegas with all of his friends. He was super MIA, not texting me a lot, being super vague. I was already not super happy he was going, but I trusted him and I let him go. This week, we were in his car and his phone was connected to the car. So this text pop up on the screen. I saw a text from an ex-girlfriend pop up. So I questioned him. Turns out she is a bottle service girl in Vegas and she was working at the club his friends went to. He said it was innocent and nothing happened. But here are my concerns. She obviously feels like she's able to text him. So does that mean he did something to make her feel like she was able to text him? If the text didn't pop up in the car, would he have told me that he ran into his ex-girlfriend? He didn't come clean. He basically got caught. Everything about the situation bothers me and I don't know what to do. Is this a deal breaker? I feel like I can't trust him. 
I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys take this one to start. First of all, he definitely got caught. He would not have come clean. My concern is that he's 26 years old. He went to Vegas. His ex girlfriend was a bottle service girl there. He obviously went to the club with his friends, talked to his ex girlfriend. I don't know. The whole situation is sketch. Is it a deal breaker? I don't know, but ah, I mean, it's a sketchy situation that uh, is not is not good, right? Yeah, Dawson well, agrees. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to sound rude or anything, Jared. But you just gave zero advice. You gave. You just basically recounted everything that the email said. Yeah, you just cringed. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I mean, it, I, so my uh, advice is. Uh, I mean, you guys have been dating for a year and a half. I would let him know that it's not okay for his ex-girlfriend to be texting him. And it's also not okay for him to not be honest about that. Cause you're, he wouldn't have told you, he wouldn't have told you it popped up in his car in his mind. He went, Oh, right. I agree. Anna, what do you think? So I've been in relationships where the guy I'm dating has like has talked to his ex and honestly, it's really never bothered me. Like there was always kind of a reason for it. But I think what made it okay was that they were very upfront about it. So then I didn't feel like I should be sketched out by any means. But I think there's underlying trust issues here throughout this whole relationship because you should be able to trust your partner to go on a trip without you. And you shouldn't feel like they're going to do something bad while you're there. And in the beginning of her email, she said she didn't want him to go in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I think if there's underlying trust issues, you should figure out where those are coming from in the first place. But no matter what, I would go to him and very calmly be like, these are my facts right now. You went to Vegas. You saw your ex-girlfriend. I know you did. You got a text and you didn't tell me about it. That makes me feel X, Y, and Z. He can't argue with how you feel because that's how you feel. And so to see how that conversation goes, if it doesn't go great, definitely, I would say reevaluate the relationship. It's also not yeah. just that he saw his ex-girlfriend. His ex-girlfriend texted him. So, like, right. how long have they been texting for? I'd like to see these messages. I, yeah. Right. I wow. Agree. I, I don't want to defend the guy too much. <laughs> I don't want to defend the guy, but but I do think, like, I could see a situation where, like, he goes to the club and he sees her and he's like, oh, good. Uh, you know, and then, like, maybe they say hi or something. It's like, I just hope this goes away forever. Uh, this doesn't have to have been, you know, I can just have seen her in passing and then she texts him because she probably saw his number you know and like I, if i were the girlfriend i would ask to see like what does the text say you know like was yeah. it like oh it was so fun to hang out with you or was it just like oh my god like why didn't you say hi or something you know it could have right, been that. It could be something completely harmless yeah. like that no i agree i got some uh i got a, a, uh, an offer for emmeline though if she really wants this to happen i live in las vegas and <laughs> i'm willing to go to this nightclub and i'm willing to uh interrogate the ex-girlfriend and see what happened and really gets the nitty gritty of it. So Emily, babies. Send us I'll I'll do it. I will gladly do that. Uh, yes. for, for you, Emmeline. So send us an email. Tell me where she works. Uh, I'll go and interrogate her and uh, I'll get it all on recording and I'll come back and you'll get to the bottom of this real fast that way. Hey. Yeah, get her what? on the pod. Get her on the Ooh, yeah. Interview we'll the bottle service girl. That would be amazing. Um that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, as always, as of lately, we are going to have one more episode coming up on Thursday with some great guests uh, who will be joining us from Shrink Chicks, the podcast. So uh, 
be sure to tune on Thursday when we're going to have them on the podcast. And Anna, thank you so much for co-hosting this episode with us. You're also going to be sticking around and co-hosting the next episode with us. So tough luck. Sorry, that's just the way it has to be. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. And thank you for emailing us. And keep the emails coming. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. And be sure to tune on a Thursday where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.